0: Is we live? Is we live? Is we live? Yes, yes, you're now tuning to the Rare Podcast. And of course, I'm your host with the most NK, of Demanded Hour, too sweet to be sour. I'm not alone. I'm joined with a very special guest. Without further ado, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Please tell the people who you are and just a little bit about yourself.
1: A little bit about myself. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Joa Brown. I'm just a little content creator (laughs) who just started making videos um, and is doing well. Sometimes, yeah,
0: you're doing I good, man. You're doing good, <laughs> man. Nah. Like, your contents come across my page like a lot. I think I maybe discovered you like a year ago. Oh, really? Like a year ago. Um, you were just doing, you were just doing hella comedy skits, especially the uncle skits. <laughs> like, well, like, like that way you have like the black, ma- like you have the black. What is it? Where is that makeup?
1: Bro, I just use my mascara, and- <laughs> 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 just like an old mascara, and I just like go over. Yeah, yeah. And then
0: the uncle belly, and then all that type of stuff. But I'm um, like. Uh, what like what obviously what got you into content creating and then what like what things do you use to draw from like I know you drew from like obviously that some some Ghanaian uncles that you've seen but and obviously I've seen the skits you've done of like Ghanaian aunties like but mm. what are your like inspirations in terms of like the comedy content you make and okay. are you just and do you make other stuff other than the comedy content yeah
1: as well? um how do you call it I think I always wanted, like I always made videos. Um, like I used to have, I still have it actually. I have a, a private Instagram whereby I would make videos all the time and then post it. And it will, it will always just be like my friends who would watch it and comment. And I think um, like during the pandemic, that's when like TikTok became like hit. And there was this content creator, her name is Stacy mm-hmm. Um and she, I could see, like, the sort of content that she was making. I could relate so much to it. And it was like, oh, this is legit what I'm making. So why don't I just put post the videos that I'm making on Instagram just for my friends to see, just post it on TikTok? And that's when I started posting my videos on TikTok. But um, I've actually had this nature of making videos because I'm an actress uh, and I've been acting for eight years. And I just, yeah.
0: What, what got you... That's interesting because I used to... um I, I've said this on the podcast before, but I was very, very heavy into acting when I was younger. Okay. Like, in terms of, like, I used to be in all the school plays, audition, mm-hmm. I even auditioned for drama school. Unfortunately, I wow. didn't get in. Aww. But, um yeah, I was heavy into... But what, what was the moment that made you fall in love with acting? And what was the first role that you played where you were like, ooh, I really like this?
1: Okay. Oh. um, What made me get into acting? I, I feel like I'm... Acting is a bit like an escapism for me. I'm the eldest of six children and I had to really grow up very early on. I don't feel like I really had like a childhood because Mm -hmm. of how like, um, yeah, the eldest of six with a single mom. So you just have to really help along and acting became sort of a way for me to not be Juanita all the time, Mm -hmm. just to be someone else, to feel free to be able to play so many roles whereby I could forget all my responsibilities at home and it became like a second home for me and um yeah that's that's how I started doing mm. acting um also like when I was in Ghana I feel like I've always really been like an attention seeker it's, mm. I, I know it's not some and it's not a positive thing to to say na- these days but I, I feel like I've always wanted to shine and just yeah. like speak to people just always yeah wanting to be seen yeah um and yeah, yeah. I think that's
0: the creative spirit, though, because I feel like I've been the same way. Like I've, like the reason why the part of the reason why I loved acting, similar to you, it just felt like a way to express myself mm-hmm. and express um feelings that you know. There's not like especially with when you play certain characters, like you, your job is to like embody those characters mm-hmm. and kind of live and kind of um show the audience the lived experience of those characters and it and it allows you to tap into certain emotions that you can't tap into definitely, in a regular day. Definitely. Like it's not it's it's not ashamed monologue to somebody. Right. Because somebody would just look at me like, are you mad? <laughs> like, like relax like my friend calm down. Yeah. Cool it down. Calm but, down. Calm down. <laughs> but when you're acting it's like it's it feels like that release and, and I feel like the reason why I fell in love with acting because it's like you get to um share an experience with whatever audience mm-hmm. it is, whether it's, um did you want to be, were you interested in like theatre or was it mainly yeah. like TV like or television-esque acting? Yeah.
1: Like? So I've done theatre for like nine years now. Okay. Um, and I would just always do theatre alongside like just yeah. school. Yeah. Um, actually, I was touring around with my theatre group around like Europe before it um Amazing. pandemic happened. But, Yes, yeah, it has always been theatre. But right now I do know that I've done theatre and I want to get into film and everything. Mm. But there's just so many steps to be taken. Yeah. And for the past three years, I've just really been focusing on uni and like just wanting to yeah. get out of the way. And now that I'm done, it's like I still have that passion to also do acting. But it's like the sector is, is so Heavily based on your social capital and the people that yes. you know and the network, and it has so little to do. Well, not so little, but these days, like your talent needs to be discovered first. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Right now, my goal is just, I feel like with TikTok, just as a means of putting myself out there. I know I'm not acting or or I'm just like, I'm just chatting on on, on TikTok actually. And I don't think a lot of people really realise that the goal is to be an actress. Um, But
0: it's a way to, like I said, it's a way for people to remember the name. No, definitely. And so so it's like, you know, you never know what casting director could see you in the future and be like, I recognise this face. And already you've created a point of contact and a Mm -hmm. point of interest. And, um... Yeah, I f- I just think acting like is just a beautiful like medium of like yeah. just storytelling, um, very much and expression. But you're a creative person. I'm a creative person. And were your par- how were your parents or the people around you supportive of your um creative endeavors? I mean, you have to get into it too much if you don't want to. Okay. But um, were the, were there a support system for you? Did they get it, or was it just a thing of you have to like? You had to, like, do it first and then show them, like, okay, this is what yeah. this could lead to.
1: No, obviously, my mom, with her being, like, a single mom, she, when I started doing, like, theatre and auditioning whilst I was studying, she was just a bit sceptical because she's like, yeah. bro, if you don't do this school life, yeah, 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 you're yeah, yeah. just touring around, you see what I'll do to you? So yeah. she was just a bit sceptical, but... um, not to get too deep, but I do have foster parents back in Belgium. Okay. So they're the ones that wherever, whenever I would just like be on stage, there would just be two white heads just cheering me on yeah. in the crowds, like yeah. being so happy for me. Yeah. So and my friends are also just really supportive with for everything sure. that I do. So I do think that I ha- I had like a very good solid base of people that supported Mm. me but I think with my mom it had to be a thing where she saw it and Mm. I think once I started making videos or my videos started going viral on TikTok it was a situation where she would go to the market in in Milton Keynes she would take her phone she would be like hey, follow my daughter Jonita Brown on Instagram and TikTok (laughs) she's big old like follow her and I'd be like bro, were you not the same person that that, like to go to school because like I actually also wanted to do, like, I I actually wanted to go to drama school as well. But then she was like, you know, you are a black woman in this society and you need to just have a vocational degree to fall back on. Which is really understandable because the acting sector is just so uncertain. It's volatile, um, yeah. Very much. And so that's why I actually did sociology at uni because it was just the most, I feel like sociology is so broad and you can do so much with it. But that's why... I went to uni, but otherwise I would have actually applied to mm. go to drama school.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, we spoke about representation earlier. Um, w- obviously you're, you're you're an actress and then um, you wanna tell, and part, part of the job is telling stories. What stories do you feel like aren't being told right now, but you would love to tell? Mm. It's a vague, it's a very broad no, question. No, it is a
1: very broad question, but I like it. Um, what questions do I want to tell? Um, I think part of being a creative is also that you be authentic and mm. you, you just, because we all have a story. Like, mm. there's so many people that have their stories, everything that they go through, the way that they think. And I feel like what makes every creative unique is they are bringing their story alive. And I feel like I want to bring my story the things that makes me who I am or the things that I've been through that people can relate to it. And so, like with me, like my bi- migration status, being a black woman, all the things that, you know, makes me who I am. I want to be able to, you know, apply my creative side to it and just bring that story out. Mm. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. those are the stories that I want to be telling. The Not only the struggles of being a black woman, but also how beautiful it is and our sisterhood. And just the like right now, we really do have the power to tell our own stories. Mm. Um, Um, I wrote my dissertation actually on the representation of black women in films. Amazing. Um, Amazing. And God willingly, it actually got like the, not to toot my own horn, but it actually got the best dissertation in sociology. Mm. Um, So I was just very, like, Mm. so proud. Um, But it also made me realize how little, little resources and stories there are of black women and it's, it's really something that I want to be able to... Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like, obviously, I'm a black man, so I don't exactly have the same shared experience as black women, but there's a crossover of us being, in of us being black. Sure. And I feel like a lot of the times when I see black women portrayed in like film and TV... Don't get me wrong, I've seen amazing stories, but it's often stories about um, overcoming struggle. Mm-hmm. And I feel like while those stories are incredibly powerful and incredibly important, they do become very restrictive. Very much. Because it paints black women as, oh my God, these soldiers, these fighters, these people that could overcome any obstacle. Mm-hmm. But it's like the beauty of being black and being a woman isn't just rooted in their strength mm-hmm. or their struggles. It's mm-hmm. rooted in the fact that They are three dimensional people.
1: Yeah.
0: Why why can't you have um, a story about just a woman just living a soft life? Yeah. Or a woman just, do you know what I'm saying? Like a a black woman can be anything. Yeah. But I feel like, um, in in regards to the way the media portrays black women in film, it's like there's an overcorrection. It's like we either have to portray them as these um, perfect beings who can overcome any obstacle because. I don't know, they want to compensate for something. But the real representation is the fact that there should be not only diversity in terms of what we see on TV, but diversity of roles. Mm-hmm. So I can watch a movie where a black woman's the hero, a black woman's the villain, a black woman's this and a black woman's that. So There's
1: just like all of the scenes. I think one thing that I realised when I was writing my dissertation is how many scenes, no matter if it's made by a black director or whatever, all the scenes are so based on stereotypical um, assumptions that, and it's so engraved in our minds and in just in our being and everything that we do that you can never have a role with black woman just being black woman or just being like, just being women or so much more than the intersectionality and the struggles that they deal with, Mm. you know? Um, So yeah, I just hope that I can show. And I think think that's one thing that I want to just bring forward is that you can be so much more than just being a black woman like I, I you were talking about making comedy videos but I also travel a lot I love traveling yeah. Um, because right now I have the EU passport yeah. <laughs> you can you just pass 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 you can go anywhere you anywhere,
0: want so you need any, to use it really well, use it well.
1: <laughs> so I really love traveling and like you we, we're so free man. like you don't Oh, I hate p- being put into a box, a box. like, because you were saying, oh, I make comedy videos that I was already like, mm, I don't want yeah, to really make yeah, comedy yeah, yeah, videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. So That's what
0: <laughs> I had to ask, like, I know you do more, but that's the videos I've, I've seen most of it. of course, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of
1: course, I understand, I understand. But I just, I just want to show people that there's so many dimensions to just one person. You can be so much more than whatever people want to put you in, like, you know. No, nah, so, yeah. for sure
0: for sure well before we get into it we'll, we, we like to play a little game called this or that okay. where I ask you a question um, and you see you either give me one answer or the other okay right? speaking of travelling right city being in the city or being in the countryside ooh quick answer city jollof <laughs> <laughs> or oh, Watchy.
1: oh it.
0: birthday dinner or birthday party
1: Birthday party.
0: TikTok or Instagram?
1: Ooh. Oh. Uh, lately Instagram. For some reason. No, please. TikTok. TikTok. No, not do hate me. <laughs> TikTok.
0: <laughs> Summer or winter? Oh winter. Christmas or Halloween?
1: Christmas? What? Halloween? Are you are you okay?
0: I just had to ask. <laughs> I just had to ask. Um, last one, Ama Piano, Afrobeats. Oh, all I me,
1: don't but. really listen to Ama Piano, so mm, Afrobeats all fairs, the way.
0: Fair, fair, You know, what? I used to hate Ama Piano as well, but I got into it recently and it yeah. was like, yeah, it was decent.
1: I do understand it, but I'm just, no, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like I also don't really know how to dance, so I'm low key being a hater because I. It,
0: you like, think me, I can dance. Yeah. As a Congolese man, I, I'm I'm ashamed to my community. You don't know how to no. use your
1: waist. Small,
0: small. Like I'm 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 a, I'm average.
1: Average. Average. But as a, a Congolese, scale, on a scale from one to ten,
0: it's five, six. Oh. Maybe well, some people. Five, small, six. Small. small, small. Small, small. Like I'm five, Like if I go to like I could I could do like a like, if I go to the club I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But then amongst my own people, ah, uh, if I was to rate. Amongst regular people, five six. Amongst Congolese people, I'm a three. Oh, I can't Same. do. I can't do. My people are there whining ways, doing. Hey. Especially, especially when it comes to weddings. Congolese, Congolese weddings are the beautiful. most beautiful. Wed- we're beautiful, but we're the most dramatic people. <laughs> like
1: more dramatic than Nigerians,
0: in different ways. Okay. For example. Fair enough. For example, as a Congolese, like, I've been to bare Congolese weddings, right? Okay. Normally it's the bride's day. It's so on and so forth. Like the bride's looking nice, and you know, all the attention's on her. There will be uncles, and it's just and it's just known. There will be uncles that want to outdress the bride. Aye. That they will come with alligator boo. Aye. They will come with like there are videos here yeah, of literally uncles coming into the wedding with their own entrance. But
1: it's like their time to shine. Yeah, it's their Let time. Let them shine. <sighs> Let but them shine. Is it your day? <laughs> Is it your day? Right? <laughs> Did you pay for this venue? No, but it's like, not to, yeah, it, maybe they can't show those things when they're working. So when, when it's time for them to, to, to put everything out, that's when, on the wedding day, listen,
0: let them. Listen, like, uh, there's, there's a whole, there's a, it's a deep, it's a whole, um, cultural thing called, um, sapers. Um, it's a, it's a whole deeper thing. So please, my fellow Congolese people, forgive me if I butcher <laughs> it a little bit, but like, it's, Like, it's very rooted in the fact that, like, a lot of of these people, like, the way way you dress isn't just about fashion. Mm -hmm. It denotes class. It denotes, like, um, because obviously a lot of these people don't come from, like, the best means. Mm -hmm. So when they attain wealth, it's, like, it's not only just me showing off my wealth, but it's showing how far I've come and it's like a deeply ingrained thing within Congolese culture. I know mm-hmm. it's a joke online and it, trust me, make the jokes, they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. But like the sapeur, the sapology, like it's a really important and ingrained thing amongst certain parts of the Congolese community. So that's why you'll see uncles just do the absolute nice. most because it's just like,
1: listen, it's my time yeah. to shine. No, you know? I understand. I feel like that's that's a lot with... With just ethnic minorities yeah. at all, it just in general, I learned this actually in sociology, whereby yeah. if not like poor people, but like if you don't have much, you just want to be able to through materialistic things, you just want to show that you like. That's why sometimes so many families can't even like sometimes afford the bills, but then you see this big TV It's just to show to show that oh like I can afford this and yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's, yeah.
0: it's interesting it it's is. It, it, it's interesting so you you've been somebody who's like obviously you lived in Belgium you've been you've been did you live in Ghana or you just yeah li- I lived in, Ghana. Live I lived in, in, in Ghana. Ghana how long did you live in Ghana for
1: till I was eight ten I think okay eight or 10, so yes. you're
0: somebody who's had like a bunch of like different experiences yes I want to ask you some questions so the best thing about living in Ghana, best mm-hmm. thing about Belgium, and then the best thing about England. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll start with that and then I'll okay. ask some more. Later I think
1: on. the best thing about living in Ghana is the community, just mm. like the warmth of being part of something so much bigger than yourself. Because you just like, it's was just so tight. Everyone, because I lived in a family house as well. So it was like, I was living with my great, great grandma, with my uncle was in the house, my cousins. Yeah. So it was like, with everyone together. And obviously sometimes right now, individualism is such a big thing in the West, but that's what makes Ghana or Africa so so big because everything is just community-based. You, you're you so much bigger. Like, I don't know, you're, you're part of something bigger than yourself. And I think that's what, yeah, that's really great about Ghana being part of a community and just like the warmth that you get from everyone and everything. So yeah, in Belgium, I would say, what is the best thing about living in Belgium? (laughs) Um, I would say, ooh, I don't think this, I think Belgium, the resources of helping people, I think they've really, you know how, like here you have universal credit and all of those Mm. things, like I feel like in Belgium, when you don't really have much, the government really helps you. Like the government is, yeah, the they want to help you do well. Yeah. The living crisis is not as bad as it is here yeah, because the government actually care about their people. Okay. So that is, I think, a, a positive thing about living in Belgium. Yeah. And also the food. I like Belgian
0: yeah. food. Okay. Let's say... A tour guide. You're the tour guide. Somebody what somebody's going to Belgium.
1: Yeah.
0: What what one, what restaurants would you recommend? Because food is very important. Yeah. And where would you recommend it? Go first of all, where were you in Belgium? In Ghent. In Ghent. Yeah. Is that so that's not the so it's, is that it,
1: Brussels is the Brussels main, is the capital one yeah. then. Ghent is like It's a small town. Small well town. it's not a town, but it's like oh it's it's a town city ish. Mm. But it's um the houses are really old and it, it gives off like medieval, mm. old some, yeah, times. Um, but yeah, I think if you just go to Belgium, it doesn't, you can either go to Antwerp, Brussels or Ghent. I really love these three okay. um, cities and to eat just f- fries, man, like yeah. just go to a good, we call it friture, like go to like a good friture and just eat fries because when i came here and i was eating like fries i was just like what what is this <laughs> take this shit off my face <laughs> this is not fries what, you like you're disappointed bro so disappointed yeah so disappointed like belgium fries they have my heart every single mm. time when i go back you just go to yeah and you get you get fries with like we also call like a sauce sauce, sauce. Okay. and together with mayonnaise is the best peak, thing ever. Peak,
0: yeah. P P uh, um England. Oh, if, England. If we have anything, if <laughs> you have anything, nice, <laughs> no. don't say. You don't have to lie no, to us. no, I'm, I will no, take offence. <laughs> no.
1: Again, as we were talking about representation, the best thing about living here in England is the fact that you get bombarded by representation, knowing that as being black, that you don't, you, you actually see people of your like, you see people that look like you doing big things. Mm. You see people that look like you actually making it your dreams, like doing big things. And I feel like that's one thing that I wasn't exposed to when I was in Belgium. Because when I was in Belgium, the only thing I thought I could do was maybe, you know, go to school, become a teacher. Um, like with my acting as well, maybe like st- like start in series or films. Um, but I did know that with what with like whatever um um how do you call it with whatever so i'm sorry i'm i'm sometimes i'm mm. translating no, fine, to english it's <laughs> fine, <it's> fine. <laughs> um what's that called when you get your degree like whatever oh. degree that i get yeah, 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 yeah. i i would have end up like in the school system you're looking for qualification the yeah, yeah there, like qualification with whatever, yeah. whatever qualification that i would have gotten I wouldn't really be able to get as far as I yeah. wanted to whereby here I do think that people like your lecturers also like they invest in you they want you to do good no matter mm. your skin colour or anything mm. so
0: yeah also, also as a creative in England like have how, how how have you because you said there's a lot of opportunities Have mm-hmm. you? does that extend to also like in the creative industry as well because like you mentioned that um, obviously like how has it been been an actor here compared to like, um, like Belgium, for yeah, example? So,
1: I, I feel like I haven't really tapped into my acting since First. I've been here. The only thing that I did was, um, be part of the school drama society, okay, and which was also really, really fun. Yeah. I also worked in a theater, the Bridge Theater, yeah, um, which is also really big. Um, but I haven't really tapped into it because for the past three years it has just been uni, 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 and I was doing TikTok on the side, but it was more like a hobby whereby I feel like for a lot of people like it's a like it's a job, like you want to actually Yeah do something with it. And I feel like whilst I was in uni and doing TikTok, TikTok was more of a a side thing for side, me. Like, yeah, yeah, like a side yeah. hustle for me.
0: So what was the first video you remember going like viral or doing extremely well where you were like,
1: huh? And bro, my tree video. Yeah. When I was stuck in the tree. Yeah. And it's a crazy story as well because like uh, i had worked like a nine hour shift and Mm. when i was in uni there was this guy at the gym that i was i fancied him so much i really i liked him so much and i'm not really like a gym babe like that i never used to go to the gym um but then after my nine hour shift for some reason i just wanted to see if the guy was working (laughs) and then i went to the gym and it, it was just not a luck he wasn't working and so i was like okay let me just walk around um Um, my campus. So I was walking around and I saw this tree and when I was in Ghana, I used to climb trees a lot and it just makes me feel so free. Um, And I was like, yeah, why not? And so I climbed in the tree and I was just making videos whilst I was in the tree and um, I actually made it on Snapchat just to post it for my friends to see. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I was like, oh, let me actually post this on TikTok because this was when I was just being constantly, just posting anyway. And I posted it for the first hour, I had because I think then I was like on six k or four k. Um, for the first hour, I had like hundred comments of people asking, "Girl, are you out of the? Are you out of the the tree? How are you doing? Is everything okay?" And I'm just like, "Why do people actually care?" I don't know. I went to sleep and I woke up, and my phone had just blown up and suddenly from 4k I was on 20k wow. and it was a situation where every second there was something coming in Yeah, I was like wow that's crazy it was yeah yeah that's so crazy. shout out to that that um, that tree that that tree but also that gym guy that I had a crush on you see you you're alive now <laughs> <laughs> did you
0: ever see you afterwards
1: um yeah a couple of times
0: but then did that kind of did you were posting consistently but Mm -hmm. did that video kind of like give you motivation to post more or was it just like oh this did well i'm just gonna keep posting whatever i want to post
1: yeah it was i feel like for me it was i i liked it because it was like wow there are actually people from england that are um commenting because I think when I moved here wherever I go I really try to be part of a community like I feel like when I when I migrated from Ghana to Belgium I till now I don't have a lot of Ghanaian friends because Mm. I try to just accumulate like just put myself so much in the Belgium lifestyle so that I wouldn't really be associated with just being an immigrant Mm. so I just like all my friends in Belgium most of them are like white because I just wanted to be so part of them and just to be, to not just be seen as a girl that just came from Ghana. Mm. And so wherever I go, I, tr- I I still have this urge to be accepted in the community. Mm. And I feel like with TikTok, you know, my videos were doing good when I was like having 4K, but it was more of like you know my friends or people from um, the US or Belgium. But then when that tree video went viral, I finally felt like wow, people from England are actually. Looking at my videos, maybe this is my chance to be part of, of of them. This is my part. Like this is my chance to to be accepted as part of you know, the England societies. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And yeah. I also. Do you feel accepted?
1: I think as a content creator. With the, obviously comparison is is everywhere. I, I yeah. do know. I deal with a lot of comparison, and I do believe that. I'm maybe when it comes to brands or how people perceive me, I told you that I I do believe that a lot of people still think that I, I live in Belgium. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I get reached out. Like I don't have any management or anything. Mm So I think that would have, that would change if I have money management here in the Mm -hmm. UK, but I don't think on a, on a content creator hustling, brands level i don't feel like i belong but Mm. when i go outside and i get recognized i just it makes me so happy because it's like wow
0: yeah yeah. no because like obviously like your content comes up a lot like your faith like a really? lot like it does and, and 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 we were discussing before like what what I what what my process is to invite people on the podcast and obviously I invite content creators because I feel like like I said it's important to build a network mm-hmm. but just also people who I feel like do good content and it's like you know your content is good like mm-hmm. like you are a content creator do you know what I'm saying so like I feel like as a content creator like feel free I'm, I'm sure you know this yourself but feel free to tap into whatever you want if you want to do like a uh a serious video one day do that and Mm -hmm. the people i feel what i do like about tiktok as a platform is the fact that people mostly come for you or come i feel like with instagram sorry instagram um (laughs) I feel like Instagram. It almost feels like you're selling something. Mm. It feels like either you're selling a lifestyle, okay. or you're trying to. It feels like even very like mark. You like you're selling or you're mm. marketing something. Where mm. with TikTok, I've noticed a lot of personalities yeah, sh- like shine through. Like I, I'm see, I see for example, people come up um, first thing in the morning with their bonnet on and just make a video ranting mm. about whatever is going on. And I feel like on Instagram, you don't get away with that because mm. Instagram, you have. I feel like with Instagram. You have to present something. It's yeah. like, okay, what are you selling us? Are you selling yeah. us your life? Mm-hmm. Are you selling us this? But with TikTok, it just feels like, listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing me. Yeah. I can do whatever. Mm-hmm. You can see me frying egg, jelly, and then I could eat a crate. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know um but yeah we like to do a little segment called rare moment of the week okay. where we like to spotlight someone creative could be a musician actor rap, artist whoever okay. that we feels deserves the accolade um I'll start off this one um I want to give a shout out to an artist a um, musician called um Jay Safari um Jay Safari is an artist I discovered on TikTok um I discovered the first one I discovered from was a song called dance um and it's the way i describe the song Dance is very Pharrell, um, 2000s inspired. So if you like songs like um, Snoop Dogg and Pharrell Blow, that would be great. If it was very Neptunes inspired. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not just Pharrell, Neptunes inspired. Okay. That's what Dance was. But then um, he released a song called Lead Me On, where he's singing a lot more. Um, and he's really showing off his vocal um, talent. And Lead Me On is just Wow. I'm am a huge R&B fan. r and bs is one my, one of my favorite genres, isn't it? Um, and I don't want to necessarily categorize him as an R&B artist, but I feel that song is like an R&B adjacent song. But that song is sensational. So yeah, Jay Safari, keep doing what you're doing, and I like artists who are like genre fluid, mm-hmm. so that they can go from one genre to the other. Like yeah, like you said before, like creatives don't put yourself in a box, isn't it? No, so you're so yeah. much more than that. Yeah, exactly. So That's big good. up, big up, Jay Safari. Um, your rare moment of the week, if you have one.
1: Oh. I'm trying to think. Can I, can I say? Yeah, no, for
0: sure. Do your Cause, thing. Cause Do your thing.
1: So it doesn't have to be like a friend or... No, no. It could just be anyone.
0: Like anyone, anyone. you feel is doing... looking at your phone. i find something. It's here anyway. I'll find it. Don't worry about me. But, um... Oh, here's a question. While, um... Yeah. What is your favourite genre of music?
1: You know what? I've... I... G- give me a second. <laughs> got, you.
0: I got you. 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 I'm, a, I'm oh. a... Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. There's this content creator. Her name is Fejiro Okajbare. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Okay. But Fejiro, she makes um, just like videos on TikTok and on Instagram. And she just talks about her experience um, of being a nursing student and like the... F- she... She, the way that she speaks to you on your like if if you're watching her i just feel like she's so relatable mm. with her faith and and everything that she's going through mm-hmm. um yeah i i think she came up on my for you page like 2 weeks ago and I was just mesmerised by the way that she speaks. She also does podcast as well. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, Fujiro, if you're watching this, you really, you're going to make it, man. You shine so much through the videos that you make. And yeah. I really love watching your videos. So, yeah.
0: That's sick. That's amazing. Yeah. What's her name? Fujiro. Um, uh, t- uh, um, send, g- s- <laughs> send it send to you on TikTok or whatever. But, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, hope
1: I'm pronouncing it right. No, nah, yeah. Fujiro.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, like I said um, before, if I... I'll give you... um, Because you asked how did the podcast start. And I don't think I've told the people this. So this is exclusive for you guys. But um, the podcast started when I was in uni. Um, So I told you that part. But then um, I remember... This was in my second year of uni. And then there was like um, a group called Urban Creative Society. Um, Because obviously we have like ACS. Who are like... Obviously ACS were doing like the... They weren't just doing parties. they They were doing different events. But then we were just like... Man... We want something for the creatives, mm-hmm. and I wasn't to be, I'm not going to take credit for it. Um, the first person I saw who's kind of like headed up like the urban creative society was a girl called Lindsay. Um, in fact, she does paintings as well. Big up, Lindsay. Um, Lynn B. I'll put one of her paintings here, but um, I think it was Lindsay, Tiana, and a few other people. Um, and then one, one of my boys who I'd met at a party mm-hmm. literally the week before was like saying oh yeah urban creative society i'm like what's this i see on snapchat so i go and i just meet a bunch of people there's one there's one person that was on my course jason okay he was on my course so i knew him already but then there's a bunch of other people and then like just a bunch of different creatives linking up it was like a paint r um obviously i wanted to start the podcast um there were a couple people who were doing like um visual effects I like just, bu- just a bunch of different people I was doing poetry at the time okay. that's what I was doing at the time I was doing poetry so you we were like okay like let's form a group and we were like what's the group name and then the name rare came up which stands for real art real expression okay. that's what rare stands for like cuz wow. cuz people think rare is just rare, rare yeah. it's just like the, the fun rare no it stands for real art real expression but then obviously I just kept the name rare cuz yeah but then yeah and I from that group. I formed the group that I'd make the podcast with. Um, and then, yeah, the rest was just kind of history. But... Um,
1: yeah. And look at you now.
0: Hey, I'm trying. <laughs> man, I'm, one step at a time. One step at a time. But, yeah, even, like, just, like, as a creative, I'm sure, like, you can see probably, like, the evolution in your work. Because mm-hmm. I can see, like, going back to like, the origins of the podcast, the podcast started off not very differently. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was just about... I just wanted to like in uni, I was a very opinionated person. I just wanted to be on camera. I mm-hmm. was like, you know what? I'm making a podcast. Of I'm just gonna course. talk about anything and as everything. You and then over time it just became about, okay, like I'm really into film, I'm really into movies. But also, I was seeing a lot of other creatives. Mm. And my goal was as soon as I get out of uni, I need to meet all of these people. Because obviously getting people to travel from sometimes some of them are in London but all, all across England to Hertfordshire is a bit much yeah. so I was like okay as soon as I get out I want to talk to all of you man because a lot of people are doing great things. great things and like you know God willing you know I mean not even God willing Thank thanks to God because um, I've been able to meet so many different people like I've met you today uh-huh. um, you know uh, big up big up Elmo in the back I've met <laughs> Elmo you know what I'm saying I've met yeah. Tons of different people um, that are doing mad things creatively, mm-hmm. and it's just like, like I said, being a part of a community and being a part, especially as a creative. Sometimes it's like, at least in my experience, I've had uh, my mum was very supportive, but okay. like growing up as a Congolese in a Congolese background, African background, it's like, great if you want to do what, yeah. and then it's like having to justify what you're doing. So having that support system around you of people who are like, we're doing the same thing as you, bro. Like, we're all on different journeys. You might be more successful than me. I might be more successful, but, like, we're all a part of the same ecosystem. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Because I feel that's needed. Because sometimes it's like... There's times where, like, I'm editing and I'm just like, bruv, do people even care? (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Of course they do. Yeah. But then I'll see the feedback from one video Mm -hmm. or somebody will ask me, hey, Cause I remember I've taken like multiple hiatuses on this podcast. Somebody asked me, "Where's the next episode?" I think it wow, You actually watch? Like Aww, that's crazy. So of course. yeah. But have you ever felt like not down in your career? But have you ever have you ever questioned like, "Hey, should I be doing this?" And then if so, what kind of brought you out of that period of questioning to like give you um, the resolve that you needed?
1: I question myself every day. Yeah. <laughs> every single day. Um because obviously, um I feel like when something is a hobby, it just comes naturally, yeah, but then when it becomes a side hustle, when it becomes a thing where it's it's', it's, it's your bread like' it's, it's paying the bills, that's when you're like, "Fuck, I actually need to take this seriously, and I feel like after uni it's a situation where I was like wow i I've managed when I was in uni to um to gain such a big following." I, I, I don't I don't I don't like I I have to stop seeing my TikTok as just a hobby and I need to actually put in the work mm-hmm. and that's when it all went down downhill for me I guess but in my last year of uni I actually took a break like a, a whole year I didn't really I wasn't posting consistently at all and this was just to like focus on my dissertation and just like because I feel like I'm also like validation is a big thing. And like the education validation was such, I I just needed that because English is like my third language. I'm I'm in school in the class, like sociology, people that do sociology are, they're so opinionated. And these people are like talking about politics and all of those things. And I'll just be sitting there like, I don't really want to do this. I'm only doing this just to have a vocational degree. Is this like, I might even, I might like, am i doing it well and then in the third year i know that like there's a whole system hierarchy the grades and stuff yeah. and like to get a first so i was just i just wanted to be on it uh and that's why i took that break to to you know focus and and just do well and yeah. god really i did uh, with an award as well so man, yeah man. um but after that i was like okay now that i have this on the side um Obviously, we're using TikTok as a means to connect, to to, to socialize, and just like with with um, acting and everything. But making content because, again, we we spoke about like me being a comedic actor, um, co- a creator. I think because I don't really know, wh- like, not who I am, but what sort of content yeah. that I do because it's. Because of how it's, it's so varied, it's so varied, and I feel like when people are looking at my videos, maybe they would just see, oh, that's like just she just makes funny videos. But to me, it, I'm just putting my personality out there, and I don't really feel like my personality is funny. Like I don't, I feel like I I have so many. I'm, I like to believe, like I like to believe that I'm also like a very serious person, yeah. and I don't really put that out there. So. I think in the... In just like... Oh my God, I'm making this so long because you just asked no, one simple no,
0: question. No, no li- but <laughs> I encourage it. Listen, I encourage it. But
1: it, my stream of consciousness, I'm just...
0: Uh, honestly, you're thinking about a thousand things yeah, at once, it? Yeah, just thinking about so much. It, it happens with me, but trust me.
1: Just to answer your question, yeah, I do question it a lot because I just don't know who, who I am or what my TikTok identity, just my content creation identity is because I spoke to one of um, my um friends who do content create creation amizian and he was like you know joa like i told him i want to take it seriously and he was like yeah joa you you should because these things like really pay the bills and he was like but what what do you do like what what do you what what sort of videos do you want to do Mm. and I was like, I don't really know. Because he was like, where you go on people's pages, it's sort of, it's like a repetitive thing of the same thing that they do. If you have people that do makeup videos, the whole thing is about makeup. Like, obviously it's in like variations, but that's their main thing. You see them apply makeup every single day and that's what they get money from. If this person makes skits, that's what they constantly do like like Victor um not Victor um yeah Victor, Victor you, no mm-hmm. not Victor Kunda, okay. Victor from Ireland you okay. know I hope his name is Victor yes it is Victor okay. he makes videos and like skits and he's been doing this for for a long time and it's does does the thing that he he keeps doing is is that is his content creation identity and i feel like i haven't really found mine mm. so it makes me question what i'm doing if i'm doing the right thing do people really want to see what I'm doing? And sometimes because I'm putting my personality out there, am I, maybe, sh- I think I do that a lot of my life, is that I, I'm just, i just, I talk just like I'm speaking with my friends. And I, I, sometimes I really question whether I'm putting too much of myself out there. But I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really know. So I do question it a lot. Um, but, uh,
0: but when you say you're putting too much of yourself out there, you're being authentic and transparent
1: Definitely. and
0: and I feel like with especially when it comes to content creation but just like life authenticity will get you far
1: okay
0: authenticity I, I, I'm not speaking as a person of no. authority because I'm still trying no, to like get it. get my way through this but I think the content I genuinely resonate with and I'm sure a lot of people can relate is when what I hate is sometimes when I see when I can tell oh someone's heart's not in it and obviously I get it when you get to a certain... Even I remember Chunk speaking about it. Chunk said um, he thinks he's less funny now mm. than he was before mm-hmm. because now he has so many eyes watching him yeah. that he has to... He can't be 100% of himself because 100% of himself won't resonate with everyone. Mm-hmm. But 100% of himself got him there.
1: Very true.
0: So on the journey to getting there, you are, you are what's going to get you there. Mm-hmm. And... Not everything's for everyone. Not everything is for everyone, but that's fine. It doesn't have to be for everyone. It's got to be for the people that it's for. Very much. And even my podcast, I've had the same issue of like who's my podcast for? Because mm-hmm. I'm a man of many different interests. And the reason why I started read like I wanted to talk to everyone. So last week, um last week's episode was amazing. Um, I had um, an amazing content creator Called um, Michelle K Mishmash She does like a lot of like um, Voice over singing com- like, Voice over singing on TikTok okay. And then before that I had an episode with um, A guy called Manny um, He's a part of a podcast Called Post Credit Scene Podcast Which mm-hmm. is a film and TV podcast wow. And I studied film and TV So like that's a bit of me. And we spoke about film, TV, anime, and then the podcast before that was about just music. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like when I upload videos, I'm like, sometimes, who's this for? Who's mm-hmm. that for? But I've just come to the point where it's like, I, I'm I going to put the content out there that I want to put out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's, there's, there's strategy. Mm-hmm. There's obviously strategy. If there's a clip I see that I think people resonate with, I'll put it out there. But I never... Do something because hey, I want to be more likable here. I want to be mm. more like it's like let the creativity, let your authenticity guide you, okay. and it will lead you to whoever it needs to go to. Well, it needs thank to go you to, this. No, like honestly. I'm thank just like, you. I've and just, this isn't advice that I've come up with, this is like passed down from people mm-hmm. that I know. And I feel like, like I said, I'm glad I met you because it's like you're another person i can say now i've met but that i've seen on tiktok that's become you know a like a reality yeah. do you know what i'm saying because that's what i feel um like because there's a saying if you want to um if you want to get somewhere fast do it alone mm-hmm. but if you want to go somewhere far do it together and i feel like build like you said building a community of people that can help each other because um, even with this creative thing, I've got another podcast that's just about wrestling, mm. like WWE and all that type of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: You're yeah. doing
0: it all. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a, like I said, I have a bunch of different passions, a but man of many talents, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But then even like some of the people, um, I do the wrestling podcast with. They help me out with this some stuff here behind the scenes, whether it's like how to like simple things of like how to export my video to make sure it's the highest grade of quality mm. or thumbnails or whatever. So just like building that ecosystem of like, because diff- us creators, we've got to stick together, man. There's no, I feel like with us, what people don't understand about creatives is that there's no blueprint for us. Mm. There's no, and I'm, this isn't to discredit other fields because being a doctor, being a lawyer is difficult, but you kind of, okay, you know, I gotta study for this, I've got this exam, I mm. gotta do like bang, bang, bang. It's like it's linear, mm-hmm. extremely difficult by the way, but linear.
1: Very
0: Us you Goes could
1: up and down. Up and down, up and down. You could
0: wake up, you, you could think, You've got, I've got a banging video. Bro,
1: I'm you gonna... can put a whole day into one video and you'll get two fucking likes, bro. Trust me. <laughs> two fucking likes, bro.
0: <laughs> and then there'll be any video, some any digga deg- deg- video you
1: put ah, out. That I'm just talking like this Ruff- and then
0: like there was one video on the podcast. Yeah,
1: this was like
0: I don't know, because I used to, like I said, I used to edit the podcast with a bunch of different people. I don't think I picked this clip, but um, one of the one of my co-editors was like, "Hey," one of my co-hosts was like, "Hey, pick this clip." I was yeah. like, "Fine." It was just about a clip about using washcloth to wash your body. Just any any nonsense clip. I post it. I'm seeing hundred k. I'm thinking, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I wash my body 10 times a day, twice a day, <laughs> six times a day. I'm thinking, so this is the one you want to engage with? <laughs> so this is the content you choose to engage with? <sighs> wow. But then it's just like, with content creation, it's like... It's like I you just it, have to put yourself Yeah, out it's the lottery. In.
1: I feel like... And that's one thing that I really deal with is that I'm su- too much in my head. Just mm. thinking too much. Oh, should I post this? Should I post this? But just, I, when I, that's the thing. I feel like I missed the old me because it's like, I never used to think about these things. I never used to, I was just so, like, just posting. It doesn't, it didn't matter if it would have gotten 200 million likes mm. or just two likes. It didn't matter to me. I just wanted to put it out there whereby now it's like, wow, ooh, should I post this? And I, I take so much breaks, like 10 days break. It's like, oh, but then you just lose, you lose the flow if you take those breaks. And I just want to be able to switch it off a bit and then just post without yeah. thinking
0: but do you know what i think that meant that comes from is because now you've seen you can be successful yeah because when you were posting before and again correct me if i'm wrong you're just posting because you didn't have any expectation mm. but because now you've seen that you can be successful like it's like it's like i use an analogy it's like you're driving and now you see the destination it's far but you can see it now yeah. before you were just left right le- i don't care where i'm going mm-hmm. but now you have a destination and because you're heading towards that destination you want to you want to get closer and closer and closer um, and that's maybe why like you're thinking oh damn i ain't posted it this like, but it's good because it shows you have ambition mm-hmm. and i think life is all about perspective it's like some people like classic things. Some people see the glass half empty, half full. Mm-hmm. You stressing over your content. It's stressful. It's long. It's it's draining. It's tiring. But it also shows that you have an end goal in mind, mm-hmm. and you have something you're working towards every day. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be chatting absolute rubbish.
1: No, you you about, are, and I um I I just hope for myself that you are right. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I'm thinking. I'm just thinking, I hope that whatever he's saying is what I'm truly experiencing because I think, I don't know, sometimes I do think that laziness has to do with it as well because Mm. I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think the break that I took as well, I don't feel like I right now connect with my with my following because Mm. I do believe that when like the Joe that I was posting like two years ago or like a year ago with the videos that I was posting like those uncle videos and stuff um I did make one like two weeks ago but it it did come from me but I also felt like oh I need to be able to make or match the videos that I was making before so that my my following can relate to it whereby right now I do believe that there's so much more I want to be doing. There's so much I want to be talking about. Yeah. I want to be, yeah. And I, I think I'm also quite scared to to show all of those mm. aspects of me um, and whether I'm going to be accepted by, you know, the following that I've created over the years if they're going to accept this new Joa. Mm. Not that I'm new, but I do, I do feel different. After yeah, you,
0: you grow, you evolve. You're yeah. never just static.
1: Yeah, and just... Even right now, like, after uni, being so lost and not knowing what to do. Huh. I'm just like, Charlie. Well, I, like, I actually need to figure out what I'm doing with my life right now. Like, education was actually a safe space.
0: Safety net.
1: A safety net that because I didn't know why I, I you, needed you
0: needed trust me that's why
1: people go back to do masters I'm thinking I'm, I've am i been I've been looking I've been looking I've been looking should I go and do my masters but then it will be another thing where when I'm doing my masters because when I was doing sociology I was thinking fuck I'm really just neglecting this creative side of me why am I doing this yeah and so if I was to do my masters right now it would be another escape trying yeah. to trying just trying to neglect whatever truly is my yeah. passion.
0: Yeah. I feel like when I left so I graduated during the pandemic, yeah. Mm. So I was in my final year of uni in 2020. So I I did my dissertation from home and everything like wow. that. Wow. Well
1: done.
0: Uh, I was I don't, I don't know how I did Must it be honestly. Hell. It was it was a nightmare. And I feel like I, I got robbed of my last year cuz I I like most people's uni experience I didn't really like first year cuz I was mm. still finding myself. Uh, yeah. Um, and there was a lot of like, obviously, mistakes mm-hmm. help you grow. But there's a yeah. lot of mistakes I made in first year. Mm-hmm. I did um, like first year as well. And then I think second second year it was more the same until until honestly until I discovered this podcast until I made this podcast I I did not know like what I was doing in uni. And then I felt like in third year everything was going well, academics was going well, podcast was going well. And then the pandemic just took all of it away. Mm-hmm. So obviously post pandemic I graduate get my degree just come out of the pandemic you know I'm sure this is for a lot of people they can relate um when it came to like just finding your staying life okay cool you know man cannot live on bread alone after you know after you know if only just, we could just just, just me. bread and water just, just me life would have been so fine Trust me so I'm, I'm trying I'm try okay I'm trying to hear okay I want to be creative But I want to also like figure out what my career is Mm because obviously, you know, being a creative and just like talking in front of a camera will pay off in Jesus' name one day. But right now, it's not do it's not cutting it. So it's kind of that thing of like, okay, like being and the balance between like being ambitious but realistic. And it's like sometimes your realism crushes your ambition, and sometimes your ambition crushes realism. And it's just like I don't know if there's ever a balance. Mm -hmm. Even right now, I'm still figuring it out. Um, but it's just like that post I feel like especially for like um, us as creators or people in general I don't know how people like came out of uni especially after the pandemic and just the world's a mess and just that post uni stage of okay I no longer have the safety net of I'm in uni Mm -hmm. easy uncle when I go to family visits visit um, cousins uncle oh what are you doing I'm in uni okay that's it yeah. That that's where it starts and ends yeah. because it's acceptable mm-hmm. to be a student it's acceptable so, oh i'm in uni starts and it ends post uni what are you doing what are you doing in life i'm a waitress what's your <laughs> 10-year plan when do you plan to do you know what i'm saying and it's like hold on wait mm-hmm. a minute like especially if you've gone like from let's say you know obviously secondary school sixth form mm-hmm. or college and then straight into uni you've been under that bracket or uh, under that um banner of education so it's like i'm studying i'm doing my thing and uni was kind of like the best of both worlds because i can do what i want and i'm but under the safety net of like i can do what i want and i'm but under the safety net of like hey i'm a student don't rely on me too much for anything don't ask me for anything
1: right
0: As as soon as you leave uni, no, you're an adult adult now. Figure this shit out. And it's like, but I'm just a little, you're not a little boy, you're not a little girl. You're a grown ass man, you're a grown ass woman. And
1: it's like, ah! I just wish people would be so, not honest, but I do feel like we're really all alone in this together. But people, I just wish people would just be honest about how they feel and talk about it. Because it's like we've all have gotten a degree in pretending like we're okay. (laughs) Like we all, like we actually all have a degree in putting on a mask on and just like do. But it's like, you can't do more than that. Like you actually, whatever is happening, you have to, you know, push through and do this. But I just wish that we could all actually talk about how it feels to be done with uni and not have a safety net. What what am I doing? What am I actually doing with my life right now? Mm. But uh, TikTok really, I think, content creation also really helps me um, express express just yeah makes me feel free makes me feel like i'm part of something bigger than myself i'm part of a huge community yeah um like, mm-hmm.
0: like I remember you mentioned the moment that like, um your mum started showing people um your content, yeah. I remember that happened to me very recently, so I did a video um on Michael Jackson, how Congolese people sing Michael Jackson. um like we how don't, do they sing it we, we don't see we don't say um we don't for example, the song beat it, we don't sing, beat it, beat it, we sing jazz beat it, because obviously in Congo the the, the um. They don't speak English. Even the colonised language is French. Of course. So they don't speak English at all. So when they were sing, listening to Michael Jackson, they were just singing, Chas Pile, Pile, Pile. Like, even um, those top to get enough, would be like, Keba, Nali Okonya tabanye." Like, they'll, they'll, uh-uh. they'll, just, they'll just remix it in it. So obviously, I showed my mom that video. And that's the first time she's genuinely like... Because obviously, there's a generational gap, cultural yeah. gap, like... You know, her videos aren't for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, my videos aren't for her. But that's the first time she she genuinely burst out, like, uh. laughing. Uh. And then she even went through the comments. She's like, yeah, I remember this. And then she started telling stories of, like, you know, oh, yeah, what other songs we used to remix. And mm-hmm. then she said it wasn't just Michael Jackson. It was Bob Marley, mm-hmm. Bob Manjoka. Like, um, so that moment, that video... That piece of content ended up bringing me like just creating a moment of for course. me. So and and then that's like another incentive to keep doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. in it. Obviously, I won't make videos like that all the time, but of like course. just a random video like that could like create a moment in the house in it. No, so definitely. yeah, definitely. man. But uh, Juanita, is, 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 did I pronounce it
1: creative? Juanita. Juanita. Sorry, yes, it's okay. Because it's
0: the Juanita. Yes, I think if you said Juanita, that's
1: that's that's. That's the part that makes me. I'm traumatized with that yeah, name. Yeah, I yeah. I can't. You can't. Like, if if I'm on the road and someone shout Juanita, I will actually have a panic attack. Because okay. I, it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's first. like when when I would do when I I would do something wrong at home. That's when my mom would just be downstairs. Juanita. Uh, and yeah, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's why. I, yeah, that's yeah. why
1: people started calling me Joa because I'm just like I'm yeah. doing this anymore. Yeah. my bad. <laughs> that's my okay. Bad. Juanita. Juanita.
0: Thank you for coming on the show. Of
1: course, thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming This is though. my first
0: podcast. Listen, I'm so I, I, I I'm honestly surprised by that though. Really? Because I've the reason why I'm surprised by that, because I was like, one, like though, you have a big following. And two, it's like I look like I said. And I'm not even saying this because you're here, because I've I I even told my boy like because one of my boys, big up Panafi, um, he's he he's one of my boys who said oh you should have her on the show because mm-hmm. me and because me and him like he um his job um. He's um, he's got his own um, production company called okay. Foolish Professionals. Wow! Um, and he Are does you a-
1: guys scouting? I'm I'm an actress.
0: Uh, I, <laughs> listen, I, I could listen. I could I will send you his details. But um, he does a lot. He shoots a lot of music videos mm. and so on and so forth. Um, advertisements and then me and him we talk about content all the time because I'm um, his wife. Big up, um, Ria is a content wow. creator as okay. well so um we we talk we just send each other content creators all the time i think your name came up in a conversation like, oh yeah i know her, i know her. you he said you should have on a podcast and i was like i should,
1: sure did it wow and then it was
0: like yeah so yeah. but like i said the, the main thing i always talk to people that i feel like have a story to tell and I've, like you said you're more than just like the content you put out i want to know the person in it so i was like okay you make good content got a good following as well so it's like it may, it may, let me talk to her so like when I said I was surprised that, no, um, that I'm your first podcast because I'm yeah. thinking
1: me <laughs> um, <laughs> no again as, as I said with people thinking I'm from I'm just I just live in Belgium yeah, as well yeah, 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 yeah. but um, yeah this, this this yeah it just makes me feel like I'm part of the England
0: community <laughs> oh listen listen there's a bunch of us there's a bunch of us. There's a bunch of us. Listen. Even me, I'm still trying to like, like I said, build a connective with other different creators. Mm. But um, Juanita, please t- um tell the people where they can find you, tell the people what you got going on, what they what they should look out for.
1: What they should look out for. Anything. Anything. Look out for me on TV. Mm. Because your girl is gonna be an actress Amen. <laughs> and I'm gonna be doing big things. Mm. Netflix, my grandma said it. Netflix worldwide. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> no, but um I'm just hoping to put out more content just like just me being me authentically and just like um connecting with you guys. That's 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 all I am about. Mm, mm, just trying mm. to connect with people all the time. Mm. Just so on, speak soul to soul.
0: So you're on Instagram, you're on TikTok. Yes. Is there, the you're on, you got I X.
1: haven't I I want to I want to try YouTube but yeah, yeah that's i feel like that's also like a whole different world yes yeah, so but so um so for lady. now i'm joa brown on instagram and TikTok.
0: tock mm-hmm. yes we appreciate you coming through thank you but also make sure to like share comment and subscribe Perfect. uh make sure you follow us on instagram TikTok. tock uh we appreciate the following that's been happening on TikTok. there's been a lot of new TikTokers following me recently i appreciate that yeah. a lot uh tell a friend to tell a friend a lot Juanita said go and follow her page please please please." if
1: you don't follow me right now follow hey I'm gonna block you
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man this has been another amazing episode of The Rare Podcast we appreciate